The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for your holy word. Help us to learn and grow. Amen. One of the effects of religion is that it gives hope. It's like when you go for a hike, and let's say you're hiking up a mountain, and that thing happens where you think that you see the top of the mountain, and when you get there, it turns out that you're not, but the summit is still further ahead. It's called a false summit. And if you've ever experienced that, you know when you reach that false summit, there's a sense of being disheartened and maybe not having the energy, and you may not even have the proper supplies to keep going. You have to make that decision of whether it's appropriate to keep going or not. Religion, and specifically Christianity, has served a role of giving people hope, giving people a motivation to pull on an inner strength, even when the material things might be lacking. For example, if someone knew this story, there might be a sense that if I get to the top of the mountain, then I will be closer to God, and that will give a hope to keep going. For this reason, religion and Christianity has played an integral part of society. Theologians such as Reinhold Niebuhr have said that it's actually the function of Christianity in the broader society to motivate the people. When times get tough and when the general population grows disillusioned with how things are going, religion can step in and motivate the people with hope, with saying that if if you do good and you follow the rules, then heaven awaits you and an eternal paradise. Consider Peter, James, and John, and Jesus when they go for the hike this morning up the mountain. Soon, times would get even tougher for Jesus. 
he faced his crucifixion in Jerusalem and increasing criticism and hostility. And so when they go up this mountain, we can see it as kind of a motivational moment for the disciples to see the true nature of Jesus, to see Him glowing in His divinity, and it gives them all kind of a shot in the arm to keep going and do the final push. And Peter, though, there's a problem. It's almost too effective. The experience and the vision that they have is so overwhelming that Peter wants to stay there. He wants to stay at the top of the mountain and sort of bathe in that religious experience, in that emotional high, and he doesn't want to go back down the mountain and keep going. And so this message from God the Father comes down that says, listen to Jesus. And soon all of the supernatural things that they see go away, and Jesus says to Peter, get up and don't be afraid. So you can see just how religion and Christianity can be just enough to motivate people to do God's plan. But you know, there's another problem that we face. If it's been the traditional role of religion to motivate and inspire people to participate in a world when they don't always have the means to live well, if that's our job or has been our job, we're, we are losing ground. We're losing ground in a lot of different ways. And you, can, you know that this is true, right? For example, in our, in our general area, um, the Inland Empire, there are at least three Lutheran churches that I know of that are in the process of selling their property. Two of them have said that they will disband. They will no longer be a church. Their members can, are welcome to go join a different church, and they will give all the money away to different organizations. This has already happened in Riverside, and it's in the process of happening uh, also near Riverside. The third church I know of, they're not ready to disband, but they sold their property, and they haven't really said what they're going to be doing next. Why is this happening? Well, if it's our job to inspire people and to give them hope in a hopeless situation, that is sort of coming from different avenues these days. Think about it for a moment. You know, a hundred years ago, if you wanted to, like, hear a really compelling story and a really compelling message, you didn't have a lot of options. You'd go to church, and then the pastor or the priest or whatever religious, religious leader, they would be, you know, the most educated, articulate person in the, in the surrounding area. And you'd go to church, and you, you would hear an inspiring message. And while we still try to do that today, think about just the endless ways that a person can be inspired with television and videos and documentaries. There's just so many messages out there, compelling, wonderful, artistically created movies that inspire people, that have inspiring messages. I mean, many, I have people in my own family who, for them, their religion is like going to the movie theater every week and seeing the newest movie, and that's the message, and that's compelling. And so, 
church has lost ground in that area. And then you think about music. Again, 100, 200 years ago, if you wanted to hear music, good music, there was really only one option or very few options, and the main one would have been church. And while today we still have the best musicians, thank you very much to our musicians, think about the, uh, what was it that happened not so long ago? The Emmys, right? No, the Grammys, the Grammys. Yeah, the Grammys happened. They were giving awards. What was the big news after the Grammys, right? It was certain artists maybe weren't recognized like they deserved to be, which there could be truth to that. But you notice of all of the awards that were giving, sacred music really wasn't on the agenda. I mean, minimally, if anything. Okay, so you have other ways, but... But even still, how do the Dove Awards compare with the Grammys? Most people don't even know that they exist. You know, and this is hard for us to hear, and I, and I feel that. And then you think about fellowship, the basic function of religion. It gets people together to, to socialize, to find out what's going on. You drink your coffee, you have a cookie, and you spend time with each other. Well, now even that, people don't need religion. They have it on their phones. It's called Facebook and Twitter and Nextdoor. You don't need to go anywhere. You can just go on your phone and you can see all the different people. And it's so convenient because it only shows you the people that you like. And if somebody says something you don't like, you just say delete and you never have to see it again. So what's left for us to do if this function of of inspiring and giving people hope is being outsourced to all these different things. Maybe there's another thing that we could do. Maybe the burden of inspiring people and giving people hope is something that we don't have to worry about as much as we used to in the days and years of old. Maybe instead of inspiring people with a hope to keep going when times are difficult, instead of doing that, we could do something very different, dare I say radically different. Maybe what we could do is we could tell people the plain, old, honest, basic truth, truth that is sometimes embarrassing to hear. And if we become one of the few places in the society and the civilization that speaks the truth, then we will truly have something to offer. And let me share three truths this morning from our gospel lesson that you may not hear anywhere else. Truth number one. There is no mountain that you can climb that will get you any closer to God than you already are. Number two, whatever and whoever God is can only and must be found first in your own heart and in your own brain. And in the hairs on your head, in the teeth of your smile, all the way down to the tips of your toes, we find God first there. And truth number three, 
True religion, true worship is the smallest, begins with the smallest and the seemingly insignificant act of kindness and generosity to ourselves and to our neighbors. That is true religion and where God is found. So let us listen to the words of Jesus to get up and to not be afraid. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day, Beautiful Savior. Please stand.